we're going to have conflicts and we're going to fail each other and we just need to accept that. And so this is how we put it together is if you have a conflict with somebody that you go to them privately and respectfully and resolve it respectfully. Every leader faces challenges on a daily basis. And the way we navigate those challenges can make a deep and lasting impact for time and eternity. We're helping leaders discover practical tools based on biblical principles and helping you create like-minded communities who will walk with you as you lead your organization to health. Welcome to the Healthy Leaders Podcast. Hello, friend. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I'm your host, Peter Hartzell. Uh, excited to bring you part seven of a series that may have no end, <laughs> but there's a lot There's a lot here and we're, we're going to continue mining. Part seven of the Other Forms of Currency uh, series. And today we're going to be talking about conflict resolution. And Phil has the 24-hour rule, which I'll let him dive into and explain what that means but before we dive into that, I do want to encourage you to go to our website, philcohen.co, that's P-H-I-L-C-O-H-E-N.co, and uh, reach out to us. If this podcast is helping you in any way, or if it's giving you any sort of insight or wisdom, uh, or if you've been trying any of the things that we've been talking about and they've been working, we'd love to hear your story. And and uh, maybe you're just diving in for the first time uh, and you, you're, you're finding the podcast and you're jumping into part seven here and you haven't listened to the other episodes, I'd encourage you to go back at least to part one and listen to this other forms of currency series in order because um, they do kind of tend to build upon each other. Uh, so today we are talking about conflict resolution, the 24-hour rule, and this will be good. Yeah, so another another title we could give this or another subtitle we could give it is Jesus Doesn't Work Here. And, <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and I went to... Uh, a business conference, Christian business conference, and he 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 just put it in good words. No, no matter how how godly you try to make your workplace, um, if G- Jesus could actually come in and run your company, mm. and I mean he would do it just perfectly, and all you'd have to do is show up. Mm. He could come and run your marriage too, mm-hmm. but for some reason, uh, and. Maybe you, some of you might know why, but I don't. He's entrusted imperfect humans to run the company and to work in the company. So I just told him, I'm not Jesus, and you're not either. And so because of that, we're going to have conflicts, and we're going to fail each other, and we just need to accept that. So then, then we, we really have to go down to what do we do when that happens, when there's conflict, and so we had put together some pr- procedures of how to do it, some policies. And the, the thing about it is in a workplace, you can actually enforce it. Hmm. You can't enforce it in a church. That was a surprise, surprise, surprise <laughs> to me. <laughs> but in a workplace, you can, you can actually create a policy and, and enforce it. And we call it our 24-hour rule. And it comes from where Paul says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And where Jesus said that if your brother wrongs you, go to him privately. And so we, we put this is how we put it together, is if you have a conflict with somebody, that you go to them privately and respectfully and, and, and try to resolve it. So somebody would come to me and he'd say, I've got a conflict with so-and-so, 
And I'd say, well, I don't want to know what the conflict is, but go somewhere private and resolve it respectfully. And then I would check back a few hours later or the next day, and I'd say, with both of them, and I'd say, did you guys get this thing taken care of? And they'd say, yes. Because I really didn't need to know as long as it got resolved. Sure. And, and it needed to be done the same day. You really don't want to take this garbage home with you. So if it's bothering you, get it done now. And so, and, and they weren't allowed to take it to anyone else. I've worked in workplaces where somebody would, and churches where somebody would tell me that uh, so several people have a problem with you. And, and I'd say, who? And they'd say, well, I can't tell you. <laughs> and then what happens when you go out, you, you just wonder. You're assuming it's everybody you're looking. You really have no clue. You're looking for it, yeah. Right. So I didn't allow that to happen. And so if, if I knew that several, if I knew that several people had a problem with somebody or if somebody came to me that had a problem with me and they said several people had a problem with me or whatever it was, several people had a problem with whoever, I'd say, we'll go get them. I would bring them all in the room. I would just bring the whole thing to the light and bring them all in the room. And, and we had a, a process that we used for that. First of all, we, we had a, a policy, and we, we quoted it every week at our weekly company-wide meeting. It was called Support Me Openly and Confront Me Privately. And I, that's not original. I think it came maybe from Pat Lencioni, but I'm not sure. But support me openly, confront me privately. So if you have a problem with me, come to me privately. I mean, think what our government would be like if, mm. if our leaders would do that. Mm. We, we know that we have problems. Yeah. And we don't have to. We can work it out privately. So come confront me privately. And so this would be done in private, and it would get resolved usually. Um, but then, then if, if you can't resolve it between you, then what we would do is, is we would get somebody, one of our managers involved. And we had a, a few different ways we did it. One was, Jesus said in Matthew 18, if, you, if your brother offends you, go to him. And if he hears you, you've gained your brother. And I don't think it's a typo there. I don't think it's saying if your brother agrees with you. Right. So uh, Jesus doesn't, it's not, because all of us that are a different place in our path, None of it's getting none of us is getting it right in everything. Again, like I said, none of us is Jesus. But the important thing is to open the channel of communication to where we're hearing each other, whether we agree or not. So if your brother hears you, so we had a simple process for how to hear each other. And it was just really simple. Like, so I I would have um, Scott and I would have Brian in the room and and they, they had a problem with each other. So I'd say, okay, who wants to go first? And, and so Scott would go first, and Brian would just sit there and listen. And his job was to listen, ask questions, and then play back to Scott what he heard. Hmm. And he would play it back until Scott was satisfied that he had been heard. Hmm. And then if there was a problem the other way, then, then Brian would talk to Scott about what his problem was, because a lot of times it was. And this is how you keep it from being a shooting match. But you made sure that the, the person was heard. They had to feel heard. Not just I said it, but you heard it. Mm, yeah. 
It's it's not the circuit. The reconciliation is complete because I say it. It's because you heard it, and you're satisfied that you've been heard. Yep. Okay. So then then it would go both ways, and usually that resolved it. And, and a lot of times what I discovered in conflict was uh, there, were, there were two things that, uh, well, maybe th- let's, I think I can think of three things that would cause conflict. Number one is that they weren't listening to each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen an Italian argument. <laughs> <laughs> but they put their nose against each other. I used to have a friend who did that. He put his nose right against mine, and he told me what he thought of me. That's really, really creepy. But the two, the two Italians, they'd either be nose to nose or noses inches away, and they'd both be yelling at the same time. And I suppose that worked for them, but <laughs> we would just have people slow down and, and listen to each other one at a time. So it's slow down and listen. Make sure you've been heard. And the second thing is to be accurate. Because many times when we feel we've been wronged, we'll start exaggerating. And every time we retell the story, we exaggerate it. Right. So just be accurate about what happened. Just state the, the information about what happened. Yeah, you can state how it made you feel, but just be accurate. And, and, and another thing that really helped was to use curiosity rather than judgment. Like, don't judge the other person's character. Just say, this is what you did, not this is the kind of person you are. Right. Okay, and then the, the, the other thing, I don't know what number I'm up to, but mm-hmm. anyways, the other thing that I discovered is that when people are in an argument, uh, a lot of times there was profanity that flew back and forth. And, and, per, and so we didn't, now, I, I didn't use profanity for 40 years, mm-hmm. but I did it for the wrong reasons. I did it because I thought I was better than other people. Mm-hmm. And we would have people come in who would try to get people to stop using profanity and, and try to make them feel condemned. And it didn't work. Right. Uh, but, but I found that when there was conflict, a lot of times somebody would call somebody a name and they would use profanity and that stuck like a dart. Mm. And so when you're in conflict with somebody, don't use profanity. Yep. Don't use exaggerations. In fact, we also had a no sarcasm rule that... Sometimes sarcasm, sarcasm is great when there's when there's there's trust in the room and when, when there's when there's safety. But uh, in, in a conflict, don't use sarcasm because that could really hit the other person wrong. So that was one thing that we did to resolve conflict. And then another one was it was actually written by John Townsend and Henry Cloud, and and so it was a template that we use, which which. I'd be happy to share a conflict resolution template. And it starts out like Ken Blanchard taught the one-minute manager, and he said, when you give correction, start with something good, something positive, and then give the correction, and then, and then end with something good. But, but Cloud and Townsend took it to a, a different level. Um, instead of a good, bad, good, they would say, I'm for you. Always start and end with, I'm for you. I want you to know that I'm for you. And then also keep it isolated to the problem. Right. Because I would come to you with something and you'd say, yeah, but you. Right. Yes, right. I, but you. And that, and then now you got everybody's, we got a shooting match. Right. And then 
So if you're coming to somebody with something, you say, well, I know I have problems and, and, and you may have some things, some valid things, but let's work on this first. Mm-hmm. Let's work on this one thing first. And after we get through resolving this thing, the com- thing that I'm coming to you with, after we get to the other side of it, then we could schedule another meeting and you could come to me with it, with, 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 with what you got. And so it, it's a whole, actually a template that you fill out ahead of time and you might get somebody you trust to come in and help you fill it out. Because, again, we're going back to Proverbs 21.5, good planning and hard work. So if you have to deal with a conflict or you have to confront somebody, you want to have a good plan behind it and make sure that all of your, your, your anger, your bitterness, uh, your, your wanting to be right, make sure all of that is, is, is washed out of it. And then go in just simply with humility, wanting to be, not wanting to be right, but wanting to be reconciled. Because hmm. sometimes I would go into correcting somebody and find out that I was wrong or I had misread them. So you have to go in a way, not where you win, but in a way where we get reconciled and we connect with each other. And that goes back to the whole human energy thing. When you shut people down, yeah. then, you, then, then they're going to be looking for another job. Yeah. It's interesting too that uh, the the healthy way to deal with this is, in a lot of cases, especially if it's if it's hard conflict, you almost have to have an, a third party involved. And a lot of times, when we feel con- it, because if you don't, it's very easy to to stay in the emotional category and be hyper emotional and, like you said, throwing around blame, trying to trying to you know trying to win the shooting match or the yelling match. And if you have a third party trusted advisor, I mean, this would be, this would be a situation where if you're the manager and you have two people in your company that have conflict, it might be appropriate for you as the manager or maybe somebody else on your team to be a third party in the room to help mediate the, the conversation and, and try to keep it on track or to keep it on track. Um, and, and it's, it's part of discipleship, I would say, or, or, Giving, helping to give your um, your people and people under your employ the tools that they need to be successful, and so conflict resolution can be very healthy, and it can it can lead to really strong bonds. You know, if 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 you and I, Phil, have a conflict and we work through the conflict together, it immediately builds a level of trust um, and confidence in each other that we didn't have before if we are successful at working mm-hmm. through conflict. But right. if, if not, then it can cause sever the tie and it can cause more problems. And ultimately one or both of us will have to leave. Yeah. So it does put you above others. Mm. Uh, it puts you above all the other workplaces where they don't resolve their conflicts mm-hmm. and where they do it in a hurtful way. So it, it's, it's a really good way to, mm-hmm. um, we're talking about conflict and confrontation Yeah, uh, to resolve it's what I call turning a bad situation into a good relationship. Yeah. And many people are surprised when you do that because <laughs> most people figure, well, I've got to leave. Now, now we're not talking about um, where there's been like uh, somebody crossing a line sexually or where there's been sure. violence. Yeah. Or if you have a no drug policy, somebody using drugs. Uh, we're, we're not talking about behavior issues where they're, they've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. But even then, there's times when you have to make a discretionary decision that maybe I can try to salvage this relationship. Yeah. 
And if you can't salvage the relationship, then, or, or if it, if it is uh, a situation where there has been some serious offense, that's uh, deeply damaging that that has to be addressed in a, in a different way, but with the same spirit, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you still try to honor the other person and, and recognize that, okay, if, if you just crossed the line sexually or with drugs or with other things, um, we don't want to just like you, you say, we don't ever want to fire good people or let good people go. And good people make bad decisions. Sometimes people that yeah. are, you know, good workers, especially if they are coming out of like in your case, you had a lot of people that were coming out of really rough backgrounds. And so, uh, people that are good workers that are trying to turn their life around can still struggle and, and make bad decisions. And even people that haven't uh, maybe come out of that type of an environment um, struggle. And, and yeah. you know, maybe they're trying, they're self-medicating because like you, you mentioned in a previous episode, maybe they're dealing with something at home. Maybe there's a turmoil at home or uh, an unforeseen uh, conflict in their personal life that they're bringing into the work environment. And yeah. that has to be addressed. It has to be identified before they're in pain already. They're already in pain. Yeah. You know, good people have bad days. Mm. That's, that's how, how it is. And mm. I, I think we could finish this with a story. I had done something. I had said something to the engineering department that I don't even remember what it was. And I don't even remember why it bothered them, mm. but it just hit them wrong. Mm. And it was mostly, we had some women in our engineering department and I said something that just really offended them. Hmm. And, and so sometimes you need to apologize because you hurt somebody. Um, even if you didn't intend to? Even if you didn't intend to, yeah. right? Now, if, if, you, if you have to stand on, on, you know, somebody was really wrong and you have to stand on it. But sometimes you, you hurt them. And so I just came and I just said, look, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't even realize I was hurting you. And, and then I said... I said something wrong. Now I long for yesterday, and I sang the song yesterday. And and I said, "Can we just please go back?" And I'm I'm sorry. I don't. I I will just give me another chance. Mm -hmm. You know, we were a company of second, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth chances, and yeah. they had to give me second chances as well. Sure. So, what a what a light hearted ending to. Uh, what could have been a potentially damaging? I mean, can you imagine responding differently, responding emotionally? Like, how dare you be offended at me? I, you know, how you don't know, you, you obviously don't know my heart. Like if you were offended by that, you obviously don't know my heart. You could very easily be dignified or, or feel undignified and, 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 and have righteous anger and I'm lash gonna, out and respond. I'm yeah. going to find some way to take you out. Yeah, exactly. But responding with humility, I didn't realize that I, I hurt your feelings or that what I said was, was damaging. Can, can we, can we go back to yesterday and, and uh, will you forgive me for that? That, that humility will lead to uh, a deeper buy-in. Maybe people that you, that are working with you or for mm -hmm. you will actually, that actually doesn't just repair the, the, the wrong. And maybe there still is a pain. Maybe they still feel pain over it. And they'll say, yeah, I forgive you, but it still hurts. It still, it still hurt me. Um, but what it does is they, they know the next time something happens, I know that there's going to be humility. And I know yeah. that, that 
if something bad, if, if something is said that does hurt my feelings, maybe the next time around, I won't assume it was meant to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be a lot easier for them to come to you and say, hey, you know, when you said that, that actually hurt my feelings. And you can say, oh, well, I did not mean that. Or maybe you did. You know, maybe you did mean to hurt their feelings because you were upset about something. And then you can say, well, you know what? I actually did because I was upset about this. And now let's work through this conflict. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I should, there's never an excuse to, to right. do that. Right. Many times uh, to check back the next day, like after you've confronted somebody, check back the next day. Are, are we still good with each other? Mm-hmm. After there's a conflict, are we still good with each other? Mm-hmm. Just that really helps to seal the deal. Yeah. And yeah. just, it, I know it takes time, but man, it, it's so much better to take time yeah. to make sure the relationships are healthy. Because mm-hmm. once a relationship starts going south and people go into that, going back to lesson number two, once they go into that self-preservation mode, right. then that's when it gets really expensive in every way. That's right. Well, I think that's a great way to to wrap that topic up for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, and again, please go to our website, philcohen.co, and uh, reach out to us and share your story. Do you have a story of conflict that was resolved in a positive way, or do you have a story of conflict that ended badly? Is there a way that you can see how this method of conflict resolution might uh, might help you? in your organization and in yeah. your personal life. So if, and if you are having a conflict, reach out and we might be able to help you. Yeah. You don't need to disclose who it is or what it is or mm-hmm. violate any confidentiality laws. You can, you can share it in a way that's discreet mm-hmm. and we could just give you some things to try Yeah, that, that might work. Yeah. Again, it's a lot of it's experimental, but mm-hmm. uh, after years and years of, of experimenting and studying, we might be able to help you out. I, I think the the word that's been kind of consistent in the back of my mind is what do you got what do you got to lose here? Like if you've got conflict, it could end it badly and it could be very damaging, or it could actually end very positive. So what do you have to lose by reaching out and asking for uh, a third party? You don't have to take my advice. Sure, sure, yeah. And but if the other person sees you're making an honest, good faith effort yeah. to resolve it, even if you're clumsy. Mm-hmm. That might be all it takes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Leaders Podcast as we journey together toward healthy biblical leadership. If you're facing a particular challenge in your organization, please visit healthy-leaders.org. We would love to help you lead your organization to health.